Flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. But what a night. The inaugural game here in Foster Pavilion goes the way of the Baylor Bears. 98-79, the final on a memorable night on the banks of the Brazos. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, by Kaleo Wealth Management, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Well, I think uh, uh, if you look at scores every night, I mean, if it's Arizona at Stanford, if it's Duke at Georgia Tech, I mean, I even go up and down the list. I mean, you have to be ready to play each and every night. And if you're not, uh, you're not walking away with a W. You look at the top 25, and most teams got two or three losses. Baylor women are going to win their debut in Foster Pavilion with a tremendous second half against TCU. These Bears are undefeated at 13-0. They are 2-0 in the Big 12 with a 71-50 victory over TCU. It's never going to be about me at Baylor. It's always going to be about the five on the court and however many we have on the sideline with us. And their heart has to beat together. And when the fans get behind them and give them that edge, it's just a special combination. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. And Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome. John Morris Show on a Friday. We're glad you are with us. A lot of basketball to talk about today. You heard in the open uh, the Baylor men winning their uh, opener, the debut in the new Foster Pavilion. That was over Cornell. The Baylor men headed to Stillwater. They're open Big 12 play tomorrow against the Cowboys. We'll visit with the uh, longtime voice of the Cowboys, Dave Hunziker, coming up this hour. Also, the Baylor women, a big win, uh, come from behind win over TCU on Wednesday night in Foster. Pavilion, really good win, wasn't it? It's weird. Like if for anyone who wasn't able to see or hear the game, it just knows the final score to hear <laughs> right, a right. come from behind yeah, win. But it true. was. <laughs> they were down by four at the half uh, early to start the second half. Down they got seven. down by seven. Yeah, and then it was uh, as as Coach Henry used to say, it was Katie barred the door. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> That's it. Uh, Baylor uh, just really found their groove and never looked back, and it was awesome to watch. Great win. Knocked TCU from the ranks of the unbeaten. Baylor, one of six women's teams in the nation that are uh, remaining unbeaten. Two of those in the Big 12. West Virginia is the other. And West Virginia on the women's side hosts 10th-ranked Texas tomorrow. So that'll be a good that's, game on the women's that's side. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. It's a, West Virginia, I'll have to – Look at their schedule again. I don't know. And then, look, I'm not taking a shot at TCU's schedule. I know why they did it. Right. You know, they've right. got a, a team of almost new players. They're talented, but they needed wins. They didn't need a super hard non-conference schedule with right. this team. Um, but I, I've, I wonder if West Virginia schedule has been super hard. All right, let's look. I've got it right here. Okay, actually. cool. That was- I, I had the um, uh, schedule of games tomorrow pulled up. So let's look at... 
who West Virginia has played to fashion a 13-0 and schedule at this point. Mm, all right, here we go. 13-0, and Loyola Marymount. They beat Pitt on the road at Pitt. Uh, beat Youngstown State, George Washington, Charlotte, Southern Illinois, St. Bonaventure, Penn State. It's a name win, if nothing right, else. Right. Delaware State, Wright State, Niagara. Open conference with a win at Kansas, 85-60. And then beat okay. Cincinnati on Wednesday at home, 68-53. Uh, to uh, So a couple of Power 5 wins in yeah, there. And yeah. then the Kansas win, Kansas is pretty good. Yeah. You know, that's, that's expected to be a tournament team. So they've... Uh, They've had they've had a few few tests. Nothing like the tests they're going to get tomorrow, though. Right, <laughs> a really really good Texas team, but that should be a great game. So that's one of the top games, really, ranked versus ranked in the Big Twelve on the women's side coming up tomorrow. West Virginia, of course, a uh, first year head coach and coaching staff, Mark Kellogg, uh, one of the two new head coaches in the Big Twelve for the women, uh, Mark Campbell, the other at TCU, who we saw on Wednesday. So while we're talking women's basketball, uh, here are the teams off to two and zero starts in the league. Baylor is two and zero. West Virginia, Kansas State, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. Those not uh, Texas, no. I'm kidding. (laughs) Texas one and one. You know that. But you know what? They bounced back from the loss to Baylor with a really impressive win in Lubbock over Texas Tech on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Just uh, walked into Lubbock and acted like it was just uh, another. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and I'm kidding, by the way. That's as I mentioned earlier, that's a really good Texas team. And that was a great game against Texas. You know, a hard fought game that Baylor was able to get another big you know, top 25 and that top five win right against a, a really good Texas team and Texas you know put an asterisk there uh doesn't really matter what you do is what you do but they're playing without Rory Harmon now right. for the remainder of the year she's out with a knee injury so uh so factor that in so those are the five teams that are two and oh here's the schedule on the women's side tomorrow Cincinnati plays at Oklahoma that is noon on Big 12 now on ESPN plus 12th 11th ranked Kansas State is playing at UCF. That is 1 1 p.m. on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. We told you 10th-ranked Texas at number 24, West Virginia, 1 o'clock. Uh, let me just say all of these are on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. So I won't say it every game, but everyone. <laughs> I did the same thing <laughs> I, when I was doing uh, camp, uh, Campus Confidential, yeah. I think, Wednesday. There was only one men's game, but, the, you know, it was the entire women's, women's schedule, schedule yeah. all 14 teams, and – I got about halfway through, and I was like, okay, they're all on Big 12+. Plus. I'll skip that part. That's true. <laughs> so uh, assume that unless we tell you otherwise. But it's uh, it's very much the case tomorrow. Kansas plays at Texas Tech, 2 o'clock. Houston at number 6 Baylor. That will be on uh, Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus, yes, and 104.9 FM because the men play at the same time in Stillwater. So the women's radio broadcast tomorrow with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman and Bob Baker, Court side on 104.9 FM versus U of H. U of H comes in uh, 9 and 4 on the year. They are 0 and 2 in Big 12 play. Oklahoma State plays at number 23 TCU. That's tomorrow at 4. Then at 5 o'clock, Iowa State at BYU. And uh, it's interesting. So on the, I'm getting all that from the Big 12 release. And they put tip times on there. And now we, we span from the mountain zone to 
oh, yeah. time zone <laughs> to the central time zone to the eastern time zone. Right. So for uh, Iowa State at BYU, it's 5 o'clock central. It's 4 o'clock mountain. <laughs> and if it matters, it's 6 o'clock uh, in the eastern time zone. Oh, okay. So uh, spanning the time zones in the Brett Yormark uh, Big 12 Conference. So those are the games on the women's side. you got to think Baylor hosting Houston tomorrow. Man, they got to have a lot of confidence the way, you know, they've got the first game under their belt. I, I think there were some nerves the uh, first half against oh, TCU the other night. Absolutely, yeah. It, playing, you know, first time in the Foster Pavilion. But now they got to be a little more comfortable there, and they may just come out rocking and rolling on Saturday. I think so. I think yeah. this will be a much different start to the game. I think the result will be – about the same, yeah, could but be. I think I think the the start of the game will be much better for the later, for for the Baylor women. Um, is, is, is they take on Houston tomorrow? Not a very well, not a not a powered house, right? Houston team this year, right? The women, the yeah. women, right? You know, <laughs> the, the, men the, are. the men, <laughs> that, that's the word to use on it. Yeah, they definitely are a powerhouse. The women, not so much. Uh, but, you know, anything can happen if you don't show up. So uh, Yeah. Now, you don't have any connections with the Houston women's team, do you? No. Just the men's? No. Yeah, just the men's. Gotcha. All right. So that's the Big 12 women's schedule coming up tomorrow. Let's do this. Let's take a break and uh, look at the men's side when we come back. A little bit later, we'll visit with Dave Hunziker, the longtime voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Um, I, I think I'll be okay to share a little inside info on uh, Mr. Hunziker. Mm, yeah, I think I can. Well, now that I've mentioned it, I kind of need to do it. I, I will do that. Okay. I, I'll share that, not with Dave, but with our audience, okay? All so right. we'll do that when we come back also. Hey, glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. Appreciate you tuning in here on ESPN Central Texas. From the Alan Samuels Studios, thanks to Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. That'll get you going on a Friday. Wait for it. There it is. Nice. Very good. That drop is awesome. Very good. Uh, patience on your part, Aaron, to uh, <laughs> let let it breathe a little bit. Yeah, that well, that one I remember enough to be like, okay, yeah, this one, uh, gotta wait. I, uh, I sort of let our bump music breathe more than any of the other shows, right? Except for when Drake was here. Oh, but yeah? Drake would run them for a minute. Oh, really? Like the song and sing along with it. But, you sing know, along. Drake's a... Drake's a, a different, different kind of cat. You yeah. Know what I mean? okay. In a I good you. way, but he is, yeah. you know, That's he definitely uh, is his own guy. All right. Very good. <laughs> All right. That is the Rob Sellers Funky Bump of the Day. Rob appreciates letting it breathe a little bit. It is Earth, Wind, and Fire. Serpentine Fire is the name of the song. And uh, Rob, there you go. The Rob Sellers Funky Bump of the Day. And let me say this. It's a week late, but we missed Rob's birthday because I was gone. Rob, born on uh, Christmas Eve, December 24th. So oh, wow. Uh, happy, baby. yeah, happy belated birthday to Rob Sellers. Absolutely. And I saw him at a Baylor game. He was there. I think it was the last game at Farrell. 
think that's right. And he came down and said hello. So that would have been the 22nd, two days before his birthday. But happy belated birthday to Rob Sellers. And we welcome you back uh, inside the Alan Samuel Studios. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Kaleo Wealth Management. The team at Kaleo Wealth Management helps people chart a path toward their financial goals. Also helps them pursue their dreams. 200 West Highway 6 in Waco. 254-751-5050 is the number. All right, let me uh, let me talk around this for a little bit. I told you that uh, had some uh, kind of a secret news about Dave Hunziker, who'll join us next sung- segment, mm-hmm. voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And as I think it through during the break, I, I just can't I can't divulge everything because let's just say tomorrow's a big game for Dave in his career at Oklahoma State, and there's a surprise planned for him. Oh, okay. Inside Gallagher Iba Arena. That he doesn't obviously, that he, obviously so he, he does not know, know about. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, in the off chance, the very off chance that someone would be listening to this and say something to Dave and said, yeah, John Morris and Aaron Sexton, we're talking about it. <laughs> right. I, I don't want that. I don't want to be the one to spoil the surprise. Right. right? So uh, you'll listen to our broadcast tomorrow. We'll certainly uh, divulge everything. We'll talk about it on Monday. But just Huge career milestone say, for Dave. It is. And and a well-deserved recognition. It I'm is. Sure. It is. So that's, that's all awesome. I'm going to say. Yeah. And okay. if you know Dave Hunzacker and you're listening to the show, do not <laughs> text him or tell him. Please. Yeah. Let's keep uh, the surprise. Sarah Jamar, uh, biggest Oklahoma State fan. Well, she and Dan Ingham here in town that I right, know. Right. Sarah's probably going to Stillwater, so she might run up to Dave <laughs> and say, hey, <laughs> Congratulations. He'd say, what? Are you excited about halftime? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I've said too much already, but uh, that'll be fun. And we'll visit with Dave next segment, and we won't bring anything up about this. Absolutely not. Nothing. Not like, hey, big game for you tomorrow. Right. (laughs) Setting off any alarm bells. Right. Like, wait a minute. Right, right. So listen. (laughs) They didn't put that in the media guide. (laughs) No, it's not in their notes either. So, all right. So that's coming up tomorrow. That is Baylor at Oklahoma State. Big 12 opener for both. Bears number 18 in the nation uh, and uh, coming off the win over Cornell their uh, first game ever in Foster Pavilion 98-79 was the final so that was their first game back from the Christmas break good to get that game in and incidentally they had trouble finding a game finding an opponent because Coach Drew wanted to play a game back from Christmas before you open Big 12 play mm-hmm. uh, but most everybody's into conference already oh yeah Ivy League doesn't start till next week so that's sort of how that game came about first ever meeting between Baylor and uh, Cornell and it, you know what it's it was probably well not probably it was a really good game it for was them it was to, it was to test themselves and see how they match up against a legit top 10 team and you know it they don't match up terrible. They can do some things against some teams, and they're going to beat some teams this right, year. Right, They're going to win a lot of games. You're exactly right. So it was a very good game, good opponent, tough opponent. Uh, I think they're number 84 in the net rankings. Coach was saying that's higher than uh, two or three Big 12 schools. So so that's how that game came about, Baylor uh, versus Cornell. Now tomorrow it's Oklahoma State. We'll be on the air at 1.30, tip off at 2. It's right here on ESPN Central Texas. The game televised on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, the 
the games tomorrow, 1 p.m. Central Time. West Virginia plays at number three, Houston. So it's the first ever Big 12 conference game for the Houston Cougars tomorrow, who are rolling. I mean, number three in the nation. Uh, One o'clock also on CBS, TCU plays at number two, Kansas. Kansas, uh, 12 and one on the year. And again, all these games are conference openers for both. TCU is uh, 11 and two. So how about that game? TCU and and uh, Brian Estridge, the voice of the Frogs, uh, says he, he thinks this may be Jamie's uh, best team that he's had at TCU. And that's saying something. They've yeah. had some really yeah. good teams under him the last couple of years. So that'll be fun to watch. That's 1 o'clock tomorrow on CBS TCU at number 2 Kansas. We told you Baylor at Oklahoma State. At 2 o'clock, 5 o'clock, Iowa State at number 11, Oklahoma. OU just continues to uh, surprise a lot of people. They are 12-1. and one. They are undefeated at home, playing an Iowa State team that is 11-2. So some pretty gaudy records yeah, by these teams. Good, on paper, some good matchups tomorrow <laughs> right. in the conference. That game is on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, 5 o'clock on ESPN2. It's a doubleheader. Back-to-back Big 12 games on ESPN2. First at 5 o'clock, UCF at Kansas State. And then 7 o'clock, Texas Tech at number 20, Texas. So that'll be fun to see. Both of those games, Texas and Texas Tech, 11-2 and two on the year. Then the nightcap would be uh, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. It would be uh, 9 p.m. in the Central Time Zone. And 10 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, Cincinnati at number 12, BYU. BYU is 12-1. and one. They have the number two net ranking in the country. Houston is number one, and BYU has the number two net ranking. Boy, who thought that when those four schools joined the Big 12 that that BYU would be this right? big of a, a yeah. basketball addition. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pretty amazing. Very amazing. So uh, in the net rankings, Houston 1, BYU 2, Iowa State 8, Kansas 11, Baylor 17, Oklahoma 29, Cincinnati 37, TCU is 44, Tech is 50, Texas is 51. So um, you can see the Big 12 very well respected in the net rankings. So that's a look at the Big 12 schedule coming up tomorrow. Those Oklahoma State Cowboys, they are 8-5. and five. They have won five games in a row. They've only trailed uh, six minutes and three seconds in that five-game winning streak. So Mike Boynton's team has sort of found their footing. Let's talk more about that with Dave Hunziker, the voice of the Cowboys, who will join us after a break. Hey, stay with us. John Morris Show brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Give them a call at 254-710-8080. Be a part of all the great things in the new year going on at the Baylor Club. They're on the web at thebaylorclub.com. We're also brought to you by Alliance Bank Central Texas, independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. And brought to you by DMRA Fine Jewelers. DMRA at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to Back with us, John Morris Show on a Friday. As promised, we are joined now by the longtime voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys, our good friend Dave Hunziker. 
And Dave, happy new year to you. Look forward to seeing you inside uh, the GIA coming up tomorrow. Well, likewise, I'm sure you do look forward to seeing me. The Bears won seven in a row up here, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're I, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm not going to lead with that, but yeah, that is true. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the game. And here we are, start a Big 12 conference play. Uh, you know, it, I know for Coach Drew and for Baylor, everything they do in the non-conference is geared toward getting you ready for conference and then hopefully getting you ready for the postseason. I'm sure it's the same way with Mike Boynton in Oklahoma State. It is, and it's really interesting this year because this team is so unique. They have six freshmen, which is practically unheard of at this level now. They only had three players back that played any type of role on last year's team. That's not terribly unique, but the six freshmen, certainly unique. They've had five different players of significance that have missed time due to injury, which really threw off the natural progression of this team you know, November into December as they were trying to blend everything together, figure out rotations, et cetera, et cetera. And it led to a bumpy start. Uh, you know, they were you know, three and five at one point, uh, but they've now won five in a row and they're, you know, sitting here at eight and five and feeling better about themselves. But, you know, they, they had to, because of the type of team they had, play a non-conference schedule that's not as challenging. It's, it's you know, but that's what this team needed. So they've only played one, team in quadrant one that's Creighton who beat the Cowboys here in Stillwater November 30th so you know we're getting into conference play and and we'll find out more about where this team stands but but this team needed some nurturing uh to sort of navigate the non-conference and when the injuries came that became uh even more challenging good explanation there does the five game winning streak uh does that signal that hey things are coming together you've got everybody back you got all the pieces and you know you're starting to play like you hoped you would all year it's definitely been better. It, it's been better in a number of areas. You know, there's been definite growth defensively. Like early in the year, you know, defending ball screens was a problem. That's improved a lot. That's been a big jump. This team has offensively certainly progressed. I mean, now we're a complete contrast to what you've seen in the past, John, where we were long and athletic and really couldn't shoot very well. Now we're not as long. We're not as athletic, but we shoot it much better. And it, it, averaging just under 10 made threes per game, that's really improved. You know, they're, for the most part, doing a good job of taking quality shots. And, and so it's, yeah, and you've got some freshmen that have really come along. Brandon Garrison, who was a McDonald's All-American in the post, is getting almost two blocks per game. Eric Daly Jr. is a really fun player. I think people will enjoy watching him. He can play all five spots. We've not had guys like that. Uh, you know, one of the things that hurt us last year and perhaps even the year before is the players were pretty much pigeonholed into one at the most two positions. There just wasn't much versatility on the roster or flexibility. This team's more that way. So it's it's definitely getting better. It's a much different team than what you've seen out of Oklahoma State the past really six or seven years, I think. Would you say uh, you feel prepared or you're ready to start Big 12 play? Or would, would Coach Boynton like to have a few more uh, non-conference games before you hit the league schedule? I'll tell you what, we'll let you know about 4.15 tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's time. I mean, it's, it, it's a little frightening, honestly, because you haven't played a lot of really good teams. But you couldn't play a lot of really good teams with the youth you had on this squad and all the newness, especially the youth. You know, and Daly and Garrison are playing, you know, major roles as freshmen and, you know, brought in a new point guard, Javon Small from East Carolina, who's been the team's best player and will be the team's best player. 
But yeah, it's this is interesting. And this team, you know, they've won five in a row. It's been against weak competition for sure. There's there's no, you know, you cannot, you know, circumvent that. That's the truth. But this team, even with that, they need a jolt of confidence uh, to kind of let them know that hey, we can we can compete with and beat the best in the Big Twelve. And Baylor's the first chance at that. Uh, how that will go is really hard to tell. I, I wish I could give you a feel. I, I don't know how it will go. You know, will they have they made enough progress to be able to really you know go toe to toe with the Baylor Bears? I don't know. We'll, we will find out. I, I just I don't know for sure. Yeah, it's been better the last five games, but you don't really have a good measuring stick because you haven't played anyone like Baylor, not even close to that in this run. So as we hit the start of league play, uh, be interested in your thoughts on uh, the new look Big 12. And, I mean, there's some teams doing really well. Newcomers, Houston is going great guns. BYU is really, really good. And it's interesting, isn't it, that it's not the equitable schedule for everybody like we've had the last few years. Yeah, and that's different. And, and, you know, it's it's really significant what the Big 12 has done in the non-conference because of that. You know, talking to friends in other conferences, you know, they've hypothesized, and I don't think that they're wrong, that the Big 12 being really the only conference the last several years that played a double round robin may have artificially inflated the net rankings a little bit. Not really artificially, but it was an advantage in terms of the net rankings. Once those are established and then you keep playing each other over and over again and you, your league doesn't have as many teams, uh, it, could, it was an advantage for the Big 12. The good news is, as you said, the newcomers have just jumped right in. Not that we expected Houston to do anything less because they are really, really, really good, have been, and will continue to be. But what BYU's done has caught a lot of people by surprise and a really good offensive team. So how this all shakes out as far as NCAA tournament bursts, net rankings, and so forth, you know, we will see. But right now it looks really, really favorable. And I think after this, the Big 12 can say, well, you may have thought that the double round robin inflated our net, but uh, we don't play the double round robin, and the net's still really, really good. So I, I guess so much for that. That's an interesting thought. I, I never really thought about that artificially uh, elevating your your net rankings. I, I thought of it as, I mean, you're playing a quad run quad run one game every night in the Big Twelve, a potential NCAA tournament team every night. I mean, that's there's nothing artificial about that. The way I look no, at it, no, there's there's not, and and it's it's. And I think what it comes down to is, is, is I think their, their I think their thought process is, if if you build it up in the non-conference, then you really don't have any chance for it to slip because you, you don't have you don't play there's there's not enough teams in the conference where you're going to slip down and catch somebody that's like 120 in the net or 115 in the net so on and so forth. You know, the guys, the people I talk to, they study it pretty closely. Mm-hmm. I think it's more probably about not having as many teams is one thing. And I do think the double round Robin, I think, I think you, you, you build on yourself. Uh, I do think there's some truth to that, but I, I do believe also that this year it'll be proven that that's not as big a deal as some people would make it out to be. I got uh, it's, it's just interesting how, yeah, it's, it's a lot of math and it gets complicated, but <laughs> there's probably some validity to that because you just kind of keep playing the same teams over and over again versus teams, you know, depending on who you catch in your conference play, you might get unlucky and catch two, 
teams below 100 in the net in your league play just because what the computers fit out for is in the Big 12, you're, you're going to catch everybody twice. I got you. Yeah, I can see that now. I, I never looked at it that way, though, but uh, I can see there is some validity in that. Dave Hunziker, our guest, voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. How about uh, how about crowds there in Gallagher-Iba Arena? How have the crowds been through non-conference and, and even through the holidays? Well, we've had more home games, which is good. You know, for the past few years, we've played – some more neutral site games and things of that nature. They've been good. The students are not here, though. They will not be back in class session until a week from Tuesday. So it will be a little different dynamic. Uh, I don't think the Bears have been up here. Oh, I don't think you guys have been up here this early in a long, long time. Uh, You know, in terms of playing, I don't think that you played here. I'd have to go look at it. But I don't think you've played here with classes not in session, you know, take the COVID year out of it. Uh, it's been a while, so it'll be a little different. You know, students are, are, are not back with classes yet. Uh, crowds have been good. They should, you know, need to be better, but they've been, they've been solid. But uh, this will be, be a little different. I'll be interested to see how many students roll back in town to, to come to this game. I could see that definitely happening just because of the significance of the opponent and the start of conference play. And, you know, there's enough students in proximity that they could, you know, drive here and, you know, uh, either drive back home or if they have an apartment, drive here and just uh, hang out for the night and then go home. That's that's what I did in my old college days. I, I, I didn't miss big games over break. I was the same way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I'm sorry you don't come to Waco this year. So that's part of the uneven yeah. schedule. I mean, we'll play in Stillwater, but you won't uh, you won't come to Waco this year. I mean, there's several of those across the uh, across the league this year. Yeah, and I'm bummed because I'd love to see your new building. Yeah, I'd love for you to. Uh, in, in in due time, that will happen, but it will be very weird. Uh, you, you know, you won't – we go to Ames, but they don't come back here, Iowa State. You know, you've got West Virginia in, in a situation like that, too. It, it, it's going to be very odd. I've huh, My brother lives not far from, from Ames, where, the town we grew up in, about three hours, and I try to get up there and see him when we play the Cyclones, spend an extra day up there or something, and – I'm making sure I do it this year because, shoot, with football and basketball, you could always count on one trip to Ames, if not two, right. on a yearly basis. Well, shoot, I don't know when we'll see Ames again. So <laughs> I'm taking advantage of that next weekend while I can. Yeah, very true. I, I'm looking at your schedule now, and I see you play Kansas and Kansas State twice. And uh, it looks like you'll play the, the Jayhawks and the Wildcats uh, twice in a six-game span. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it is pretty wild. Yeah, Kansas twice. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> With six freshmen, that's a gift that keeps right, giving. Right, Yeah, that was in our stocking, and it was, it was uh. next to a lump of coal. So, yeah, that's the way it goes. But, yeah, it, it's going to be it, it's going to be strange. And we've done this for so long. There was, of course, a period of time. Oh, how long has it been now, J-Mo? Maybe 13 years, I guess, since we, we did it this way when right. we had A&M in Missouri and Nebraska and Colorado. You know, so it's been a while. We've we've done it this way without the double round robin, but it's been a long time since we've done it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me get your thoughts on uh, football, the way football ended up uh, to play in the Big 12 championship game. That's tremendous. Won your bowl game to end the year. And uh, what I'm hearing is uh, everybody's coming back. Like, uh, you know, look at the transfer portal, but uh, Coach Gundy sounds like he's doing a great job of getting guys back to commit to come back like Alan Bowman. Yeah, Alan Bowman was just granted a seventh year of eligibility uh, just a day or so ago, and so that's a that's a huge thing. Looks like 
Oklahoma State could have as many as 19 starters back. Wow. And it's a complete 180 from last year when they lost 17 players in the portal. And I think it's a couple of things. I think obviously, you know, Coach Gundy will even admit that he's learned how to manage all of this as he's gone along. Yeah, uh, There was no warning as to these changes. They just happened. And so everyone within their own personality and their own football operation had to figure out how to make this work uh, to suit their culture and to suit their personality. And it took him some time to figure that out. And he would be the first to say that. And when you have a season like Oklahoma state had, you win the last bedlam, you go on that incredible run where you only lose one game in the regular season uh, from October on, you go on that just fantastic run where you win seven of your last eight and end up in the championship game. The vibe is positive. And I'm starting to think that plays some role in it, John. I mean, of course there's, NIL and things that influence people in terms of their choices to stay or go at various schools. But I'm starting to think that the vibe around your program is an influencing factor. If your fans are happy and the fans are happy and you're being praised as a player on social media, you're probably more inclined to be foul mood and coach needs to be fired and the players stink and everything stinks more inclined to leave. I mean, we've been through that last year. It was everything stinks. We're bad. The world is coming to an end. We should go to Division Three. Blah blah blah. This year, I think our fans think we could beat Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> right. uh, and so it's. I think the vibe around your program matters, and that's why I tell our fans, and you know, Baylor fans could take this to heart as well. If you want to help your program and you don't have the money to buy tickets or contribute to NIL, just be positive because I think that's going to matter moving forward. That's a great piece of advice. That's some good New Year's advice from Dave Hunziker. I like that. Thanks for sharing well, with us. <laughs> don't tell my wife I did that because that's the advice from me is not usually very good. So I don't know if you'd believe it. Hey man, I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. And, uh, look forward to seeing you and John tomorrow in Gallagher, Iba arena. That sounds great, John. We're looking forward to seeing you too. Yep. Thanks for your time. Appreciate you. You bet. All right. Dave Hunziker, the great voice of the Oklahoma state Cowboys. We appreciate him. It's Baylor in Oklahoma state tomorrow. Aaron, the only meeting this year between the bears and the Cowboys in basketball, we didn't play them in football this year either. So, you know, usually I see those guys uh, during football season and twice during basketball season. But this year it's going to be one time and, and one time only until baseball. Yeah, I don't – I much prefer the balance schedule, but yeah. I realize with 14 teams and right. then 16 next year that you right. just can't do it anymore. Exactly. I mean, I think everybody would prefer that, but you just can't do it anymore. Right. Right. So great to visit with Dave. We appreciate him very much. It's Baylor in Oklahoma State. Tomorrow we'll be on the air at 1.30, tip off at 2, right here on ESPN Central Texas, where we'll take a break and be back with more in just a moment. John Morris Show continues. We're brought to you in part by the Pioneer Boys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, the same family-operated business covering four generations. How rare is that? You're invited to drop by, check out their new Waco location right there on the loop, 2003 South Loop 340 and Highway 6. A new store, but you'll find the same great customer service and low prices that customers expect. Tradition and experience serves you at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They are Central Texas' largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building components distributor. On the web at PioneerBoys.com, the location in Waco, one in Bryan as well. They're open uh, right now, 7.30 to 5. They're open Saturday, 8 to noon, to serve you better. And 24-7 on the web at PioneerBoys.com. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe.
When I wake up in the morning, love. Close things out with uh, Bill Withers and Lovely Day. It is a lovely day. Going to get on the road, head to Stillwater. Great to visit with Dave Hunziker. Last segment, Baylor and Oklahoma State from Gallagher Iba Arena tomorrow. Uh, always um, uh, really a, a special place in my heart is Oklahoma State after the plane accident in January of 2001. They've got a great uh, uh, memorial in the lobby of Gallagher Iba Arena. Never, never miss the chance to stop by there. Um, um, killed 10 men associated with the program, two players. Bill Tegans, their great broadcaster, died in that plane crash, you know, in bad weather. Coming back from a game in Colorado to uh, Stillwater, uh, January 26, 2001. So never uh, – uh, just – it just never leaves my mind, really, uh, when we, especially when we go to Oklahoma State. Dave took over after uh, the passing of Bill Tegans in that plane accident. So Dave's been doing games there since uh, 2000, I guess the fall of 2001. All right, great to visit with him. Bears and Cow- Cowboys coming up tomorrow. Aaron, the Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. Uh, look forward to that. I'm sure you guys will have a lot of uh, talk about basketball coming up. Cowboys uh, play at Washington. Washington? Yeah, must win. Right? If they win it, they win the East. How about that? All right. Um, so we've got all that coming up on the Matt Mosley Show. Let's give you some birthdays before we move out of here. Uh, it is Chris Griffin's birthday. Happy birthday to Chris. Great friend for a long time here in Waco. Happy birthday to Chris. Kevin Shipman's birthday is today. Former Baylor basketball player. Happy birthday to, uh, to him. Mm, it's Missy Wells' birthday. Missy, a Baylor grad. Married to Steve Wells down in Houston. Uh, Missy, happy birthday to her. Uh, Scanning, looking. Oh, good. It's John Reed's birthday today. So John, I worked with him at KWTX TV. If you watch the uh, documentary on the Farrell Center on Baylor Plus, have you seen that yet? Yeah. Well, no, not that. I just saw the highlights. Right, right. There's a full documentary about kind of the history of the Farrell Center. Uh, One of the things that we talked about on there was uh, the first event in the history of the Farrell Center was Ronald Reagan on a campaign stop. And uh, there was a commemorative ticket for that. Long story short, I had the ticket. John Reed was working uh, in some capacity with President Reagan. And I said, hey, can I uh, send you can I send you this ticket? Ticket, maybe you get it signed by President Reagan. He said, sure, sure, send it away. So I sent it and waited and waited and waited several months, a year or so. And, and finally, he uh, sent me a note back and said, I'm sorry, I lost your ticket. <laughs> but he sent me an autograph. Oh, I remember that. Ronald yeah. Reagan, you know, on a piece, on like a, a note. Yeah. 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 So I've got that framed in my office. So that was John Reed who made that happen. And uh, today is John's birthday. All right. Who else, Aaron? We'll start with a couple of birthdays for Lady Bear basketball. One player, one coach, Tari Cummings, assistant coach, nice. has a birthday today, yeah. as does Letty Vasconcelos. Vasconcelos. Vasconcelos? Yeah, that's good. Okay. I, th- I had it right before I actually said it. We <laughs> talked about it off the air, and I practiced right. it, and then when we get to it, I didn't. But anyway, uh, happy birthday to both Letty, Letty and uh, uh, Tari Cummings. Also, uh, birthdays today, Bradley Cooper, uh, most famous for The Hangover and American Hustle. He's also the voice of Rocket Raccoon (laughs) in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's 48. Marilyn Manson is 54. Former Baylor two-time all-conference defensive back and two-time Super Bowl winner and a member of the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. Ray Crockett turns 57 today. 
Diane Keaton, best known for her roles in Annie Hall and the Godfather trilogy, turned 77. And the great Robert Duvall, who's only won one best Oscar, he won Best Actor for Tender Mercies. Shocking. One of my favorite actors. He's been nominated seven times. He is 92 years old today. Wow, is that Happy right? Happy birthday to the great Robert Duvall, one of my favorites. How about that? A couple that I would add, it's Mike Dunham's birthday, Mike here in Waco. I know a lot of you know Mike and Holly Dunham. Happy birthday to Mike and Camille Johnson's birthday today. Happy birthday, Camille, doing uh, great things, real estate business, and uh, we get our uh, hair cut hair done at the same place so that's where i see camille most often is uh at daniel's place so happy birthday camille all right we're going to move out of here we appreciate you being with us this afternoon we'll talk to you tomorrow from stillwater baylor and oklahoma state uh the baylor women hosting houston tomorrow that broadcast on 104.9 beginning at 1 30 television for both on big 12 now on espn plus aaron have a great weekend and we'll get back together and reconvene on monday stay tuned the matt mosley show is coming up next boy you nailed that john